Now, morning, everybody. It's lovely to be with you this morning. Thanks to our brother for leading the service for us and uh, for Brian for his welcome and announcements. Nice to be here at St. Field on the last day of 2023. So thank you for giving me that privilege for joining with you as we join together on this Lord's Day morning. Let's just bow our hearts in a little word of prayer. Dear Father in heaven, we thank thee that we can come to thee and worship thee today. We thank you for these lovely hymns that we've been singing. We thank you for the truth contained within them. We thank you, Father, for the word to the boys and girls, and we bless thee for that great verse that spoke to our brother and for saving his precious soul. And Lord, we turn to Thee today and pray, O God, that Thou wilt bless Your Word to all our hearts. As we gather here this morning, Lord, we have all different needs. We're different in our personality. So many things are different, but we thank You that Thou art the God that knows each one of us. And we pray, our Father, that Thou wilt come and speak to our hearts this morning and minister to our souls, we pray. We'll commit our time to thee and pray that your people might be blessed and that your name indeed might be magnified and glorified for Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to turn with you this morning to the Word of God, and our reading is found in the uh, letter of Paul to the Philippians, chapter 3. Chapter 3. And it begins like this, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. So Paul is beginning to bring to a conclusion this letter that he was writing to the church at Philippi. And he says here, To write the same things to you to me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the concision, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath, whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death 
if by any means I might attain unto the right, uh, resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended in Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We know that the Lord will add his blessing to the reading of his holy and precious word. When I was preparing for St. Phil this Sunday morning, and knowing that it was the last day of the year, and seeking God's guidance just for a word that would be relevant to all of us this morning, I came to this verse uh, that Paul writes here in verse 13 of this third chapter. And he says this to these believers, having, having outlined for them his past and his present and his future. And Paul says this, he says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. We have come to a time of the year uh, which has passed by, and I'm sure all of us would nearly agree so quickly again, but we're in the last few hours of 2023, and in about 12 hours' time, we'll leave this year and we'll pass into a new year that lies, that lies ahead. And I'm sure that when we look back and remember, you may look on the past year and you might remember blessings, and, 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 and that you might remember times when your soul was helped, or may you may remember times of sickness or trouble, and, and maybe for you the year has varied. For some it might have been good, for others it might have been just ordinary or mediocre, or for some it might have been difficult, maybe an illness or a, or a bereavement or, or, or something like that. And Paul here is, is saying to these believers at Philippi, he says, forgetting those things which are past. And what he's saying is this, that we cannot live in the past. We have to move on. We cannot, uh, we cannot live by remembering the blessings of the past. We cannot live on the successes of the past. You know, when a, when a batsman goes into to play an innings and he scores a century, and the crowd rise up and applaud him. 
And after he has scored the century and made a great score, then the team either declares or he's out. But when he comes to play another innings, he has to start at naught. He has to start at naught. We cannot live on the blessings or the successes of the past. But Paul says, forgetting those things which are uh, behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. And I want to think with you this morning, friends, about moving on, about reaching forth unto the things that lie ahead of us in 2024. And Paul says, and remember here he's speaking about himself, and he says, I press toward the mark for the praise of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He says, I want to do even better in the future than I've done in the past. I want to press on towards that mark for the prize that lies ahead. And as we think this morning about leaving the old year and reaching forth into the new year, I want to bring to you this morning five things that I'm asking you to take with you into the coming year. Five things that I believe will be a help and a blessing. Five things that will help you and I this morning to press on, reaching forth into the coming year. And the first one is a prayer, a prayer for the year that lies ahead. Now, the Bible is full of many prayers, full of many great prayers. Some of the Psalms are all about prayer. And of course, there's the Savior's prayer in Gethsemane, and we could go over many, many prayers. But way back in the, in the first book of Chronicles, uh, the first book of Chronicles in chapter, in chapter 4, uh, if you have your Bible with you there, turn to it this morning. And it says this. It's about a man called Jabez. It says, And Jabez was, was, was more honorable than all his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear it with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thy hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And then it says, And God granted him that which he requested. And this is a prayer. It's the prayer of Jabez. You find it, you look at it carefully, that is a sincere prayer because it begins with a no, O-H. And, and he's praying from the very depths of his soul. This is a fervent prayer. This is a prayer that's, that's coming right from the very depths of his very being. And he's praying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. And sometimes, friends, you know, when we get a little bit tired or a little bit cool, 
sometimes the og has gone out of our prayer life. But when you get to that place where you're crying, Oh God, oh Lord, my, there's a fervency there. There's an intensity there. And he's praying that God would bless him. And it's a short prayer. And it's not only a sincere prayer and a short prayer, but it's a successful prayer because God granted him that which he requested. God answered J.B.'s prayer. And his prayer was for blessing. He says, Lord, oh, that thou wouldest bless him, bless me. Indeed, he was praying that God would bless him. And I want to say to you this morning that the greatest thing that you can have in 2024 is for God to bless you. There's nothing better. The greatest thing. You might say to me, the the greatest thing that we need is a pastor, and that may be true. Or the greatest thing that, that we need is to see more souls saved, and that may be true as well. We would say amen to both those things. But the greatest thing that you can have is for God to bless you. To bless you as a church, to bless you as an individual, to bless you as a family, for God to pour out his blessing, his blessing upon you. Yeah, this is a prayer for students to pray. Maybe you're here this morning, you're a student, and you have important exams ahead in the coming year. Maybe you have A-levels to sit, or you're at uni, and, and you, you, have, you have important exams to sit there. And, and you know, as a student, you can say, Oh, Lord, would you bless me in my studies? Would you bless me? Or, 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 or it's a prayer that servants can pray. Remember, we're all serving the Lord, not just those in full-time service, but Sunday school teachers, Bible class leaders, elders and deacons, and members of the church. All that, Lord, you would bless, bless us indeed in the service and the work that you've given me to do. Mine, this is a prayer for every saint to pray uh, that God's blessing would be upon you. You know, friends, this was a prayer for blessing. And then he said this. Uh, he says, and, and, and enlarge my coasts. And that can be, uh, it can be rendered, push back my borders. He says, Lord, bless me and push back my borders. Enlarge my coasts. He's praying that God would give him even more to do than he has already done. He's praying for more to do. And you know, friends, this morning, my wonder, are we doing all that we can for God in these days? May God not only bless us, but may he enlarge our coast. May he give us more to do that we might glorify his name. And he goes on in the prayer, and he says, Lord, bless me and enlarge my coast, that thy hand would be upon me. Keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. 
You know, he's not praying that he would keep evil from him, but that he would keep evil from, from Jabez. He's praying that God would keep himself from, from evil. My dear friends, that God would help him to walk worthy of the Lord. My, the devil is always busy. Temptation is something that's real. And it's so easy to slip. And here's Jabez. And he's asking God to shelter him and, and protect him from the power of the devil and, and all the evil that there is in the world today. And so he's praying, Lord, keep me from evil. You remember that, that, that uh, David prayed, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within him. Is not a great thing to pray for? That God would give us purity in our life and give us thoughts which are good and godly and that we might worthy, walk worthy of the Lord. So as we enter into 2024, the first thing is a prayer. Reaching forth. Reaching forth and pressing on. And here's a prayer for the year to come. A prayer for blessing. A prayer for your boundaries to be enlarged. A prayer for your life to be kept pure and holy before the Lord. And then the second thing that I want you to take into the year that lies ahead is not only a prayer, a prayer for the coming year, but a promise, a promise. And that promise is found over in the book of Joshua, the book of Joshua and uh, chapter 1. And we're told, we're told there are over 30,000 promises in the Word of God. Now, I haven't counted them, but do, there are people who have counted them. But I'm just bringing to you this morning one promise out of that 30,000 or more. One promise to take with you into the year that lies ahead. And here in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, we find the death of Moses, the servant of God, came to pass. And, and Moses, my, uh, passed on. And the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, and he said, Moses, my servant is dead, therefore rise, go over the Jordan, thou and all this people, into the land which I do give them. And so here's Joshua, and he's being put into the shoes of Moses. And those were big shoes to fill. My, this man Moses was held in, in great esteem. And God is speaking to Joshua. And he says down in verse 5, There shall no man, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses. So I will be with thee. And then he says, I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And you know, as you and I move into the coming year, 
here's a promise from the Lord. And the Lord says to each one of us, I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Now that's a mighty promise. Yeah. What a daunting prospect for Joshua. But God says to him, listen, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. My dear friend, what a promise. Yes. My, we could put it like this. My presence will not fail thee. You know, no matter what comes in the coming year, whatever you have to go through or whatever you have to do, remember that when you're in the midst of a storm or sickness or a challenge or whatever, the Lord will always be there. Remember that. From January to December, whatever the days of the week or month bring to your life, I want to tell you on the authority of the Word of God this morning that the Lord will always be there. He says, I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. He says, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Yes, we find that he'll always be available. Sometimes when we want to get someone on the phone and we ring up and they're engaged, they're unavailable. Or some, sometime when we want to call in with someone and we ring the, the doorbell and they're not there, let me tell you this. Whenever you come to tell God about your problem, whenever you come and, and bring God your situation He'll always be there. He'll always be there. He'll hear you every time you call. My provision will not fail thee. How many there are on the mission field uh, today, and they could witness to that. My, they were in need, and they brought it to the Lord, and, and my, they were able to come back and give reports how that God came in and met them at the point of their need. And my God, my Paul says, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. And, and not only my presence will not fail thee, nor, nor my provision shall not fail thee, but my preservation will not fail thee. When Peter writes in, in 1 Peter chapter 1, he talks about the great blessings of the gospel. What Christ did for us at Calvary. And after he has underlined how we're saved and redeemed and washed in the blood, and he says, and kept by the power of God unto salvation. Dear friends, the Lord that, that saved our brother in 1969, he has kept him to this very day. My, he keeps us. He's able to save us, and he's able to keep us. My, God kept Daniel in the den. God kept the three Hebrew children in the furnace. God kept Elijah when the brook dried up. 
He sent them down to the widow of Zarephath. And, and, and my, uh, he, he says, I will never leave thee. I will never forsake thee nor fail thee. And my power shall not fail. My dear friends, this is a promise. This is a promise. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee for 2024. A prayer. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. A promise. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. The third thing I want you to take into the new year with you as you reach forth into the unknown. The third thing, and time's wearing on, and we'll have to keep on the move, but the third thing is a program, a program for 2024. We need to reach forth. My, that's how things work when people have a program. Brian gave out the announcements for the church for the next week. And, and, and for today in particular. And there'll be church secretaries all over the place, and they'll be announcing what's on. And businessmen, of course, might they need a program for their business to help it to prosper and grow. And, 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 and my, you, you know, we cannot exist without a program. And my, we need a program for our spiritual life. We need a program for our spiritual life. If we're going to keep in good spiritual health, then there are things we need to do. And of course, there's other things that people might have to stop doing. But, but, but you have to go to the program. You, you, you go to the hospital to see the consultant and lay, leave you out a program. And we think as we come to the end of this year and the beginning of the new year, we need to have a program for spiritual fitness. We need to keep fit as a Christian. You know, I would suggest to you this morning that we need to have time for God. That's an program. Time. Time for God. We were just speaking in the room in the prayer meeting this morning and our brother was saying to us how things can get so busy. How things can be so busy. And there's so many things to do. And in church life, how things can become so busy. But friends, let me say this to you. And I said to myself this morning, no matter how busy we are, no matter how many things there are to do, Always let's remember that we need to spend time with God. Time for God. Why the Lord Jesus said, the Lord Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. You know, if you're in a, a, a relationship, a marriage relationship, or you, or you have a friendship, unless you spend time with that person, my, uh, then that relationship or that marriage could be in danger. It's about spending time, and we need to spend time with God. I know life is busy, study is hard, so many things on, but remember, let's, 
let's remember and be careful to spend time with God. Paul, when he wrote to Timothy, he said, And first of all, let prayer and supplication and giving of thanks be made unto all men. And Paul says, My Timothy, you're a young man, a young pastor. Make sure that you put prayer at the very top of your list. We need to spend time with God in prayer. That's important. We need to spend time with God and His Word. When Jesus came to the house at Bethany and went in to Mary and Martha, Martha said to him, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Martha got a bit agitated. She got a bit hot under the collar. She thought that, my, she was doing all the work and, and, and Mary was just sitting there listening to what he had to say. And the Savior said, Martha, Martha, you're troubled and careful about many things, but one thing is needful, and, and Mary hath chosen that good thing which shall not be taken from her. Oh, dear friends, a program. Time for God. Time with God in prayer. Time for God and His Word. Time for God and His service. And His service. What a privilege to serve the Lord. A prayer for 2024. A prayer for blessing. A promise for 2024. I will not fail thee. A program for 2024. A principle. There are many principles that every Christian needs to stand for. But if we're going to press on this morning, if we're going to reach forth this morning, then we need to believe in the principle of faith. We need faith. Hebrews 11 and 6 reads that without faith, it is impossible to please him. We need faith. Faith in God. Let us not lean on our own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. He shall direct thy path. Number five, and lastly this morning, as we forget those things that are behind and reach forth unto those things that are before in the coming year, there's not only a prayer and a, and, and, and a promise and a program and a principle, but there's a purpose, a purpose. And over in Psalm 34, Psalm 34 and verse number 3, the psalmist says, O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. There's a challenge for you. There's a challenge. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. 
I, this is something that we can do together. This is something that we can do together. My, and everything we do and everything we seek to accomplish, may the Lord's name be exalted. May his name be exalted. And my, we can exalt his name together. We can exalt his name in this year. And remember, his name is above every name. John the Baptist said, I must decrease and he must increase. You know, we can exalt his name together by working together, by working together. Remember the four men that brought the man sick of a palsy? And the crowd was so great that they got up onto the roof, break up the roof, and let the bed down to the master's feet. And how he cured that man of that terrible disease. My, they were able to do that by working together. The four of them were working in harmony, working in harmony, were, were working unitedly, working together. You see, friends, evangelism Evangelism, evangelism is about working together. Paul said, we preach Christ crucified. He didn't say, I preach Christ crucified. My, it, it, it's a teamwork. We can exalt his name by working together. You know, we can exalt his name by praying together. In the early church, they all gathered with one accord. And prayer was made. We can pray together. And we can exalt his name by standing together. By standing for the faith of the gospel. Together. And these are days when we need people to stand for the fundamental truths of the gospel. And we should stand together. And we can exalt his name by striving together, going forward together, pressing on together. May this be our purpose in the year that lies ahead. Dear friends, as we leave the year behind, as we look by faith into 2024, and as we look at the world in which we live, one doesn't know what the future holds. But my, as you go into it at 12 tonight, there's a prayer. Ask God to bless you. Ask God for blessing. My, there's a promise. I will not feel thee. I will not feel thee. There's a program putting God first. There's a principle have faith in God, and there's a purpose that his name might be exalted and glorified. May this year be a great year and a blessed year for those that love and know the Lord. And may you reach forth and press on that his name might be magnified. I wish you every blessing 
I wish you to have a blessed new year that lies ahead. And may God's blessing be your portion in this place for Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing our closing hymn just now. And it's number 102. Uh, Jesus is King, and I will extol him. Give him the glory and honor his name. He reigns on high, enthroned in the heavens. Word of the Father, exalted for us. Amen.